Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Today's guest is Joe Salisbury, Director of Solutions Specialist, who will be speaking on using technology to improve the employee experience. Welcome back, or hello, everybody. Come on in, have a seat. Welcome to the Technology Playground, brought to you by iOffice and Space IQ. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. This is a continuation of a conversation started just a few minutes ago. But for those who didn't hear the first introduction, I will repeat my shtick. I'm Mike P., the host of the Workplace Innovator podcast. If you're interested in workplace and innovation and technology and music, I love talking about the human side of all of this. So we have a great time together every Tuesday on the show. Check out WorkplaceInnovator.com or just go to Apple or Spotify and you'll find us there. And what I do to help you all get to know the guests very quickly is to ask them about their favorite kind of music. So I already had Matthew Fox kick things off with a little They Might Be Giants and Don't, Don't, Don't Let's Start. But our presenter today is Joe Salisbury, the Director of Product... Solutions Engineering. Solutions Engineering, yeah. Product <laughs> Solutions... It's all there with the iOffice and Space IQ team. Both of these gentlemen are, are very much a part of planning out the future of all the products. And Joe and I go back a little ways. We've done a lot of virtual events together, had a little fun with that. And he, like I, am a child of the 80s, so is a child of the 80s. And that hair band metal music, anybody out there a fan of the genre? Come on now, we got a little, <laughs> a little um, quiet riot maybe. White, white Snake. Judas Priest. Judas Priest. <laughs> How about Scorpion? So as an introduction, I'll say Joe Salisbury and Matt Fox will rock you like a hurricane. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. So I'm going to just kick it off really quick and give some bridged background that I gave last session if you were not here for it. So my name is Matt Fox, and, Joe, and this is Joe Salisbury. He's going to be talking most of today. Um, we are part of the solutions engineering team. Uh, here at iOffice Plus Space IQ. And what you might be wondering right off the bat is, how do these two companies come together? And the answer is pretty straightforward. We've had some strategic investments because both of these companies were moving in the same direction that was really, in my opinion, twofold. It's all about optimizing the workplace, um, understanding the assets of where things are, um, how people interact with said things, and then also um, just employee experience in general. We were, this path was, was going full steam ahead and it just made sense for Botoma Bravo, who collectively is the sixth largest technology company uh, within the US and JMI Equity to make an invest, strategic investment in our companies. So we're going through the process actively right now of merging, um, as well as we also a few weeks later had a strategic investment by Autodesk because of all the capabilities that we can have uh, through there and our uh, partnerships and integrations. And then this really leads us to right now, we have seven different products under our brand, and they all do a little bit different things. Uh, but primar primarily, it's bucketed under three things, which would be maintenance and operations. Uh, so products like Archibus and iOffice do that. But certainly Manager Plus and Hippo, especially when it comes to more of your industrial companies. Uh, workplace management, which is really the moves as and changes, where are people located, optimizing the CRE footprint, and then employee experience, uh, so which is what do your employees want to do with their workday? Do they want to come into the office? Do they want to stay home um, and work remotely? 
So what we basically left you with in the last session is that everybody's trying to reach this new normal. Nobody knows what it means. And what our philosophy is, it really means two things. It's both having the flexibility and the structure at the end of the day to create whatever workplace is right for your company and your employees. And how you do that is through technology. So what we did in the last session is walked you through the SIQ application, which really gives you that foundational understanding of where are your people located? Can I collaborate with my peers today? Uh, how do I send a mass communication of emails? And in this session, Joe's gonna take you through the iOffice product because we're gonna get more detailed and more strategic in nature. And what he's gonna do is he's gonna get through really space optimization through two lenses. Number one is safety through uh, distancing of employees and spaces. And the second of which is really leveraging the power of data, of IoT data, uh, to make really smart informed decisions on how you can potentially optimize that portfolio. So with that, I'll hand it over to Joe. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Afternoon, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Move that away a little bit. So again, like Matt said, what we'll be doing is we'll, we'll be discussing how space optimization can help you in the workforce bring people back to work or have them stay away from work or go away. Oh, go ahead. While Joe is talking, the one thing I'll mention is if you're listening on the podcast, this is probably best delivered through a visual medium and you can email me at matthew.fox at spaceiq.com. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring, Mr. Matt. So today we're going to be discussing three things, as Matt said. We're going to be discussing how our company can optimize space allocation, how can our company ensure changes have, uh, the changes that we've implemented are working, and then last but not least, uh, what does it all mean? And that's from the insights. Am I, are you good? No, a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback there. That's okay. It's the audio. I didn't say. So again, we're going to go over these things. We're going to go over these items. If you have any questions, I'm going to try to leave some time afterwards um, so that we can go ahead and answer those. So we're going to use this iOffice application today. Um, for those who don't know, it is a modular-based system with the space module being the base of what we build most of our functionality off of, which is why we all work in the segment that we do. So. This is a uh, floor plan, and we're going to be discussing a couple different scenarios. Scenario number one would be a total flex environment. Nobody is assigned, everybody's coming in or wants to come in. How do we plan for that? So what we've done in the space module is we've taken the CAD drawings, we've polylined them and then made them useful as far as for the end user uh, to be able to go ahead and categorize these different spaces. What does it mean? Are they me spaces versus we spaces collaborative? So what we've done is, um, Back in 2020, we created um, on the fly really rapidly was Space Right. And this is an algorithm that helps us understand social distancing based on a certain footage that you want between spaces. So, and I apologize in the back, you may not be able to see this as well. So this is our space. Again, nobody's assigned, but we, we have different areas that we want to be able to have reservations made for right, or maybe we want a, a hoteling situation. So what I've done is on the left-hand side, you can see that the social distancing's on. Right now we're at 13 feet, right? So that's 13 feet, and if I want to see what that looks like, I select the little icon here, and then I go ahead and let me blow that up. And you'll notice that's the 13 feet radius. Now, if it goes, you'll see that there's two green icons here. If I select this one, I'm gonna take off this guy right here. If this circle, intersects the midsection of any of these um, cubicles or offices, they are deemed out. The algorithm's optimizing the number of people randomly, right, to fit as many people as we can 
that are socially distanced within 13 feet. We're taking into instance huddle spaces, offices, areas that we're not are your storage closets, things that people normally don't occupy, a cafeteria, things of that nature. You'll notice in the bottom right-hand corner, there's different categories. We have safe space, unsafe, convert to office, and reduce capacity. What that means is, so if I zoom out here, you'll notice here that the uh, double arches is in purple, and that's convert to office. So the original capacity is, if I look at spaces, and go to go right here. So we can look at it in distancing. This may have been a five-person room, but because it's 13 feet, it's now one room. So you have a choice. One, you can leave the room as is and not let anybody use it. Two, you could reduce the capacity and either let somebody assign to it or make it reservable for just that single person. So you're still using that space, but it's not to its you know, original capacity. And then unchanged, obviously, like this large training room, you can still fit a number of people in there. Reduced capacity just means um, that if you had a 20-person room, it's now down to 10. So you can distance people 13 feet in this case and still be socially distant. If I think that's a little extreme, I can always go back and then go down the toggle switch and hit six feet or seven feet. Notice that my capacity is at 57%, and that's 41 people of the original 172 was originally slated for. So now we're starting to get an idea of how many people can come and occupy a certain floor, which is what everybody's asking us. If I hear hybrid, and I'm sure you're probably the same thing, I think the uh, old on-prem people are really mad at, that we've hijacked the name hybrid because it used to be like exchange. Well, now it's the workplace. Some people may be coming in, some people may be assigned, but that's the environment that we're working in. And so we can go ahead and match capacity with what we have from a qualitative standpoint of how many employees would like to come back, how many would not. So this is the total flex, right? Nobody assigned, people coming in. We can then determine here which spaces are available. And then if I save this scenario, it would then go into space and then change these rooms or spaces from reservable to non-reservable or vice versa. So I'm now saving that plan, okay? So that's the total flex area. The next one would be a hybrid area. So here we have a large floor plan and we have individuals here Penny right here, and we can see that we have, on the left-hand side, we have the spaces that are listed, we have their capacity, and we still have the change and unchanged. Well, what about people who want to come in and they have a seat assigned? Well, then we can start doing what we call shifts. Now I can see shifts, and depending on the, uh, the feet, as far as between individuals, we're at six feet. So what this tells me here is if I go to people, it tells me I have three shifts. Now, we're not telling you what those shifts should be. We're just telling you that there's three shifts, that if you want to get 51% of the original capacity, in this case, it's 146 people, you're going to need three shifts. And then the shifts are categorized. You can name it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, AM, PM, whatever you wanted to do. That's up to you, but we're just telling you, we're giving you the, the base of the construct to say, this is how many shifts you need to strategically space people. So you'll notice here, at six feet, if we zoom in on Penny, Penny and Myra are on the same shift, they're in green. Consuelo and Maya are in different shifts, which means they would have to be there obviously at a different time. So depending if you have a, a workforce that is, whether it's a call center or you have double shifts, you can actually match that. If not, you could still go ahead and uh, manipulate or change the uh, footage in between. So if you want to be a little bit more safe and you can do this by floor. 
So not one floor can be the same. It can if you want it to be, but it could be indicative of the environment that you actually have as far as the number of people and what it's used for. So you'll see as I move to eight feet, six inches, I've introduced five shifts. That's pretty hard to get in a work week, but again, we're just trying to let you know what it would take to get those people back. So now that we've talked about shifts and we've talked about space planning, and once we save it, it's then implemented in the space module, as well as affects reservations. Well, what about, one of the questions I get is, well, what about people who haven't reserved, but we want to know what spaces are being used? Traditionally, the workaround would be, we'll turn on reservations and have them book it. But what if it's for their own office? That's where it gets a little dicey, because then they have to start reserving their own office. So that's where we come in with sensors. Now, keep in mind, this is the, the crawl, walk, run is very subjective depending on your organization. I could be talking about sensors and people are like, wait a minute, we're still on Excel spreadsheets, right? So it has to be reflective of what you either as a customer or your customers as they're leasing or uh, using your space, what's indicative or what's best reflective for them. So in this case, we've implemented a walk, which is obviously we have the space module, or excuse me, the crawl. We've turned on check-in, which is um, a, a feature that you can do for reservations, so you know who's checking in, who's not checking in. And then we're layering on the run, which is sensors. Sensors allows us to see checked-in reservations and then also capacity depending on what the sensor is. Now we have a vast API library that allows our vendors to go ahead and tap in and then we can extract that information saying, yep, this is being underutilized or overutilized. So in this case, we're looking at a different floor plan and we're seeing here from a sensor standpoint, for a certain date and time, we can have a live feed and then we can have historical analysis, which I'm doing historical because the live feed is pretty minimal. And depending on where you are, again, if you're in the Northeast, things are a little bit more tightened down. If you're in Florida or Texas, a little bit more wide open. Here in Seattle, around, you know, kind of a hybrid of the two. So what I would, what I'd point out to is we can see what's being utilized from a one to 24% and all the way down to none and then 76. So we can see what's being heavily utilized. You'll notice here that we have different spaces, me and we spaces. If I go to the Sam Houston right here and I select it, it tells me on the left-hand side, the analysis of what's going on with that room. I can see on the left-hand side, the utilization rate, as well as the capacity on the trend line. So is that room being fully uh, utilized to its capacity? Is this a reflection of our policy that we've reduced the number of people? What this is gonna do is it's gonna give you information not only now, but as you consider future um, enhancements and or um, whether it's contracting or whether it's expanding, this will tell you what spaces are being used the most. Long gone are the days where it's like, oh, we need you know 10 desks, we have like a two to one ratio of desk to people and we need three large conference rooms, right? It's That template has kind of been blown up over the last year and a half. And now we can start saying, well, we're using a lot more huddle spaces like the Sam Houston room than we are large conference rooms. So we can take our existing conference room by, you know, just kind of bifurcate it, partition it and make it two rooms or four rooms depending on what we're looking for that's representative of the new environment that we're looking at. So again, this analysis will then help you from a sensor standpoint, know who's checking in and then how many people are in the room depending on what sensor you have. Again, you can go live data or you can go um, as far as historical, and I'm doing a historical analysis to help you understand that. Again, going back to if they're, you know, if they're from Excel sheets going to sensors, that's a pretty big step. It's gonna be a crawl, walk, run. Five minutes, okay. 
So what does it all mean? So now we have sensors, right? We have check-in, we have reservations, we have badge data, we know who's coming in, we know they're actually getting to their seat, right? But what does it all mean? Well, that's where our insights and analytics come into play. Let me get to the right screen. So this is just one example of our insights and analytics from our sensors and IoT data. We can see average space utilization, how much actual minutes um, are being used. Right, the total, the total amount of time booked, whether that's by sensor, by reservation, divided by the total amount of available time. So, okay, so we know on average it's 20, 29 minutes, half hour. Okay, so there's, there's quite a few, uh, there's quite a bit of changeover from an average spatialization. Inactive minutes, 70.3. Now that could be indicative of the fact that you're still in that transitional period of bringing people back to work. But you won't know it changes unless you're tracking it. All right, so it's your classic 70-30 split. So I'm gonna minimize that. Then what we can do is space utilization percentage. Again, to the different space types that we have, we can see what's being used. Again, not only giving you data for today, but also for tomorrow. Things are gonna change, but much like checking in the airport, like Matt said earlier, it's here to stay, it's just what form is it here to stay in? And that's what we're trying to help you understand, as well as ourselves, of what's the best balance between bringing people in, keeping them safe, and then having them work from home and having that flexibility. That's one of the main things that people want is that flexibility. And employers in the past have been, depending on if you're in tech or not, have been hesitant to do a full flex model or to work from home because they think efficiency is gonna drop down, which obviously we've shown through the past year and a half that that's actually not the case. So I can see by flex desk or by category what's being utilized the most, thus allowing me to understand this is what we need to go going forward because I have an active pulse on what the employees are actually using. And then not, last but not least, our daily use uh, utilization as well as our average hourly space utilization. How long are they staying? Are they staying there for the full time? Are they checking out? Are they leaving early? Some organizations want to limit just saying it's either all day or nothing because of the transition between cleaning a desk and not cleaning a desk. There's a thousand different ways that companies are instituting a cleaning the desk, whether it's by employee or, or by um, by committee or by uh, your workplace services or um, facility services. So there's not one way to kind of peel an orange. It's going to be very different for each organization, and this can help you understand how long they're staying there. Perhaps you may want to put in reservations that allow only for half-day reservations. iOffice can do that. Space IQ can do that to help you minimize either contact or the number of overlap depending on where you have. So in conclusion, we started with safety distancing, how that's gonna influence you going forward from an employee standpoint and helping you as managers, as HR, as facilities managers, to basically manage those spaces, making sure that people are coming in and that they're actually being used. Matt indicated earlier, you know, real estate is the second most expensive um, as far as asset or expense within the organization. And so we gotta get this right so that we can maximize our return on investment for our leases or for the buildings that we that we own. And with that, I'm going to see if there's any questions. None? All right, well sure, appreciate it. Thank you for your time and have a great day. Thanks. Thank this concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org slash content to submit your idea.